Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 91. Hey, this is Calvin Wayman, host of the Curious with Calvin Wayman show. And if you're curious about podcasting, you should be listening to the Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chapel. Check it out. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first, I'm sure you've heard me and my guests talk a lot about the importance of masterminds. I know I personally would not be anywhere near where I am today without spending tens of thousands of dollars investing into building relationships in a mastermind setting. So on that, I am opening up a second round of my mastermind, Build Your Network Alpha in order to build relationships with some of you guys out there. If this is something that interests you, please head over to buildyournetwork.co slash alpha to submit an application and hop on the phone with me to chat about it.
And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Calvin Wayman. You might know Calvin as the guy who's the world's first case study documenting his journey from $0 to millionaire in real time as it's happening. You may know him from Entrepreneur Magazine or the Huffington Post. You may also have heard him giving his debt-free scream on the Dave Ramsey Show, or you might know him for his best-selling book, Fish Out of Water. What you may not know is he is one of the most down-to-earth, regular dudes you'll ever meet. Started his journey in 2015. It all started with a question to test whether or not the inspirational advice he was getting was real or not. And he became the world's first personal development test dummy. His passion is in showing others what's possible for them, getting people to share their gifts with the world and changing the relationship they have with fear to live a life beyond their wildest imagination. He's also the host of the top-rated podcast, Curious with Calvin Wayman. Calvin, thanks so much for coming to the show today, man. Really excited to have you. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and expound on that intro just a tad and then tell me what you're most excited about right now. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on, Travis. Well, part of my intro that's not there is I try to like highlight that I'm just a regular dude. So I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm also like a father and a husband. I have a wife and a couple kids, a four-year-old boy and a seven-month-old baby girl. And yeah, just staying busy. You and I were chatting a little bit before this, like how crazy. We just had a schedule. Like I just had three events back to back to back, 10X Growth Con, and you were there. That was insane and intense. And then I did a little bit of traffic and conversion and then social media marketing world. Right. So just super busy that way. But honestly, that's how I like it. I like to stay like when I'm in a little bit of like craziness, I don't mind that at all. And so I'm going to be doing that a little bit in over the next couple of days, which I'm excited about traveling to Tampa for a speaking engagement, then Austin, Texas for South by Southwest, then back to Orlando, Florida before I come back home. So I don't mind a little bit of craziness like that. And the thing I'd say I'm most excited about right now is my podcast. It's just been a blast. The Curious with Calvin Wayman show because it's just an excuse to connect with cool people just like this conversation. So yeah, that's awesome, man. Tell me about your podcasting journey, bro. Cause I know that you've been doing like a lot of different media type stuff. You've been documenting your journey and everything like that. What made you finally decide to take the leap into podcasting? I took ayahuasca. Like, that's probably an answer that you would think. So what's ayahuasca? Ayahuasca <laughs> is a, a psychedelic drug and I am dead serious. So literally <laughs> what ended up happening, I never thought I was going to have a podcast. I didn't think it was ever something I was going to do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. near the end of last year, I took a trip to Costa Rica and I decided to do ayahuasca. And again, for people that may be listening to this and like, what's ayahuasca? It's a plant. The active ingredient is DMT. Mm-hmm. Up to this point, I'm not like necessarily advocating drug use or anything like that. I'm very yeah. clean. I'd never done anything crazy or anything like that before, but I kept getting curious over ayahuasca because so many of my friends had breakthrough results, like just getting super connected to what it is that they felt like they were meant to do. And there's this book called Stealing Fire that talks Mm -hmm. about ayahuasca and other DMT drugs and stuff like that and how people in Silicon Valley use it to like have mental breakthroughs and to unleash their creativity. So long story short, that's where my podcast journey started when I was in Costa Rica, just in the middle of doing it, I was just trying to get clear on like who I am at my core when I... Who's Calvin outside of my parents, outside of the environment that I grew up in? You and I talked about the environment that we grew up in, like in San Diego, and just how it was Mm -hmm. just like different. And I was like, well, who am I without all of that? 
Yeah. And yeah. the thing that kept coming up was I'm naturally curious. Like I'm naturally like, I love conversations. Like I loved the conversation you and I had, mm-hmm. like just talking about our different religious upbringings and stuff like that. Cause it, it just fascinates me. And so when I realized that I was like, what would be a cool excuse to have more of those conversations? Well, right. a podcast. Yeah. So that's what it is. It's just a, a really a gateway to have fun conversations and to invite people on and say, Hey, I'm curious to learn more about this. I want to invite you on. And yeah. yeah. So that's that's why I'm having a blast. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Yeah. It's so funny that you say that because that's one reason that I started my podcast. It was kind of selfishly at the beginning almost because it was just like, look, I want to start a podcast and talk about networking because I want to learn about networking. I can't find any other podcasts out there that really talk about it. But it was also like... Exactly. So the show is called Build Your Network, right? So it's like, hey, you know, let's figure out ways how we can like build our network and get around good people and uh, grow our inner circle and you know audit our top five people we spend the most time with and all that good stuff. But then, yeah, because you're the average, you're you're the average of the people you hang on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So then, through all of that, it just became like this just light bulb that went off for me that was like, oh man, like I'm helping other people build their network with the show by asking all these people how they do it. But as a byproduct, I'm really exploding my own network. Have you found that to be true for you yes. in podcasting? Yeah. So it's been fairly new because I launched at the beginning of January. And so we're, as of this recording, we're at the very beginning, beginning of March. But okay. you're so right. Like just recently, we were both at Social Media Marketing World. Mm-hmm. And the people that I got to connect with and have a conversation with that I otherwise wouldn't have had a conversation with are freaking mind blowing. For example, I've wanted to connect with viral YouTube stars for a while now. 
Mm-hmm. And I haven't been able to like, cause they're just like untouchable and they're so busy. Right. And yet I bump into one and his name's Jace Bennett, one of my recent episodes. And he says, oh yeah, I have 1.4 million YouTube subscribers. And I'm like, boom, dude. <laughs> like, I am so curious about that. Yeah, let's chat. <laughs> yeah. But do you want to come on? Yeah, let's chat. And this is what's insane. Another kind of unlock, just as an aside, he had never been on a podcast before. No I was way. like, what, dude? Yeah, I was like, how are like people not just interviewing you like crazy? But then I realized that there's so different worlds. There's the YouTube world, right. and then there's the podcast world, and then all the people inside. And so that made me unlock to a whole opportunity. I was like, well, I'm curious about all these creatives, so I'm going to reach out to them. And so I have a few more in the pipeline, like the guy who has a YouTube show called The King of Random. I think that has like 9 million subscribers. I connected with oh, him wow. at Social Media Marketing World as well. So we hope to be having him on or the guy that the YouTuber that sung, I don't know if you're in the room when at some point, like what's it called? It's Peter Hollins. He sang a song, I See Fire. But yeah, that's just the most recent. Like I'm connecting with people that I otherwise would have never connected with. Right. And so, yeah, if somebody's listening to this and they're like, dude, how could I get a hold of Gary Vaynerchuk or mm-hmm. Ty Lopez or, or anyone like somebody that like, maybe you listen to somebody else's podcast and you're like, I'd love to have a conversation with him. Chances right. are if they have a podcast show, they're just like me, they'll go on to other people's podcasts and have a conversation. Right. You know? So yeah, it's been really, really cool to grow the network and to start connecting with some cool people. Yeah, I just think that people don't realize the power of the platform, you know, because when you reach out to somebody cold and they have no context on who you are as a person, and it's like, hey, can I get like five minutes of your time to chat on the phone? I have a couple questions. It's like, well, those people have to guard their time, right? They're influencers. They have a lot of demands on their time, and you have to guard your time when you're in that kind of a situation. So just having a conversation with somebody sometimes just isn't worth it for them, like not in a mean way, not in a like, you know, screw you type of a way. It's just the right. way that it is, you know? So having and you have to realize they also, oh, it's a way to cut through the noise too, yeah, right? Right, right, exactly. Because they have so many fans that want their time, mm-hmm. that want their attention. So how, like, if they said yes to every single fan, like, it'd be impossible. They wouldn't have any time in the day. Mm-hmm. And when they see that you're somebody with a show, then suddenly you're not in the realm of just fan anymore. You're mm-hmm. in a completely different realm. Yeah, it's like an excuse. Yeah, was, you could take him out to lunch. Yeah, exactly. I, I was literally just talking about this with my previous guest like an hour ago. We we're talking about how important positioning is when your positioning is like coming to somebody that you admire as an equal and saying, Hey, come on my show, use my platform to get your message out. That puts you in such a different category immediately in their head that makes them look at you differently than they would just a random person walking up to them at an event and taking a picture with them. You know what I mean? That's so important. Yeah. And that's what's crazy. And, and I felt that because I've there's been times where I really know a person. And so I'm nervous and I don't even, and I subconsciously sabotage it by saying, Hey, would you be open minded to think about maybe considering coming and talking to me on my podcast show? Mm-hmm. And the way I positioned it was more weak. And then they're like, Hmm, I don't know, 30 minutes. That's a lot of time. Right. Like I've had that or where I just like somebody that was a great example of it, just feeling like equal was this Jay Spennett guy that has 1.4 million like yeah. subscribers mm-hmm. because I didn't know him from Adam. I didn't even know his YouTube show. I wasn't like starstruck. And so I treated him like an equal and was like, dude, I would love to invite you on my show. Yeah. And he was like telling me, Oh my gosh, thank you. Like, yeah. thank you for com- letting me come on your show. Can I share this to my 1 million YouTube stars when it comes out or <laughs> subscribers when it comes out? 
Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, no. I, I, <laughs> yeah. This is exclusive content. Like, I like, would I'm actually love that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That prevents me from having to ask yeah. you to do that. So, so yes. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's that's awesome, funny. man. So yeah, that's a super important point to approach somebody as like an equal and yeah, position it that way. It's so funny, bro. Like when I first started my show, I was really trying to, you know, offer value, add value to people and not come across spammy. So I reached out to a couple of people that I wanted to get on my show and mm-hmm. just said, Hey, you know, I have a quick question for you. Can we chat for like a couple minutes sometime? And they said, no, they literally were just like, no, I don't have time to do that. Or another guy was like, actually, he was like, it wouldn't be fair to the people in my mastermind because they pay, you know, $30,000 a year to be able to talk on the phone with me all the time and it just wouldn't be fair to them. And I was like, I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, that makes total sense. Oh, there are people that don't typically do interviews then. Yeah, correct. Correct. Yeah, they don't do a ton of interviews. But this was just before like I asked, I just asked to talk to them. They didn't know I had a podcast at this point. So I was mm-hmm. I thought I was coming Got across, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I was coming across with like a, a little bit better of an ask because I was just like, oh, let's just talk on the phone for a couple of minutes, you know. And then at that point I was gonna be like, Hey, I have a podcast. Less yeah, not so long. much. So you were trying to make it not feel like much of a commitment. Right. It was a soft and, ask to eventually then, lead to yeah. a little bit of a relationship where I could ask for something bigger. And they said no. And then I told them I had a podcast. And then they were like, oh, I'd love to come on your show. And I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> That's what I really started realizing the power of the platform and having a show, a podcast where you can actually chat with people that you really want to connect with. Well, I, yeah, I just think it's awesome. It's such a cool hack and anybody can do it. And yeah, it's just such a cool thing to increase your network. Definitely. Definitely. That's a good word. I like that word hack. Yeah. It's definitely a good hack to building your network was something that I just was, it was just blindsided me almost, but it was in a good way, obviously. So tell me more about your show. Who's been some of the people that you've had on? What's been some of like, what conversations have been some of your favorites? Since we're in the realm of just talking about podcasting, some of my favorite episodes podcasting were like in the realm of podcasting was one with Michael O'Neill and John Lee Dumas because they both have super successful podcasts, Mm -hmm. but they're so not the same. They're very not the same. And I think that's a cool thing because a lot of times when you're starting something, it might think like this is the one way to do something. Mm-hmm. And it's it was super cool to get like John Lee Dumas's perspective on how he does his podcast and how it should be done, and then Michael O'Neill telling me what he thinks I should do with yeah. a podcast. So that was super fun. And then just other things like where I literally at like at 10x Growth Con just jamming with some of my entrepreneurial buds and having a conversation mm-hmm. like with no real agenda. That's just been fun. Yeah. And some of those sessions have been like the I've gotten the best feedback on because similar to like how you mentioned earlier, when you started interviewing people to understand how you built your network, you were helping other people as well, Mm -hmm. which was super like that just came as a byproduct. And I'm starting to notice that same thing. People are reaching out and saying, Hey, this episode that you had with these guys was so awesome just because of the curious questions I was asking. And like they learned from it. So that Mm -hmm. was fun. And then Mm -hmm. right now I'm also curious about Bitcoin. So I've literally, instead of like going crazy and just going and taking out a loan and putting everything into Bitcoin <laughs> and following Wait, the whole craze. Yeah, I'm so crazy. And like when it was at the, it was insane. It was it got up to like what, 19,000? It's like at eight right now. Yeah. But anyway, 
so I brought a few people on to talk about that, just different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Like what's Bitcoin from people that have been crushing at it for the last couple of years to somebody Mm -hmm. that's been in it since 2009. I think it was fairly early, like right when it first came out. Yeah. So those are, that's kind of the flow or the difference. Like it's a cross section of me as an entrepreneur. Like what am I really curious about? What I want to have conversations about? And I think that's why some people are enjoying the show right now is because it's something new and different. So if they're on their way to work every day in the same mundane job, or if they're going to the gym or something, it's just giving them something fresh and new. And I'm since it's not totally structured and scripted, mm. it just kind of feels like they're having the conversation too. At yeah. least that's the feedback that I'm getting. So yeah, that's the cross-section that I've been talking about in some of my favorite episodes. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It's funny that you bring up Michael, Neil, and John, just because like their podcasting styles, like you said, are just literally completely opposite almost where, you know, John follows the same exact structure, like every single show for the past literally 2000 episodes. And then you have Michael O'Neill, who's like a master of the interview and focuses so much on like his broadcasting background to bring out the best conversations and people. And like you said, both are intriguing and neither one of them is the right or the wrong way, but it's super cool to be able to chat with these people and figure out you know, some of the different tips and tools and tactics that they used. But now you have direct access to them instead of like taking a course because you're able to talk with them directly right on your show. And Just ask specific so questions to you that you're curious about. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I saw you and Chris Harder doing an episode together in the yeah. hallway at 10X, like right when I got there. Super cool guy. I'm sure that was probably... Yeah. Like I'm wondering about... Yeah. Money mindset. Because like I look up to him and I'm like, Mm -hmm. you have what I want. Like he's like my 10 year old or the version of what I want to grow into. And yeah, how freaking cool is that? To be like, well, here's the direction I want to go with money, with life. And let's talk about it. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. So many good conversations, man. Well, I'm going to ask you this question. This is one that I ask every single guest that comes on the show. So I'm curious to know your answer to this. I think I know what it's going to be, but I'm going to ask and we'll see what ends up happening. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? Who you know by like a million miles. (laughs) And if you wanted to change it up, I would probably say if you want to go deeper, it's also who knows you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... It's definitely not just what you know. You can, I mean, this is what's cool is you can get a ton. Information has never been easier to access. Right. You can either through people like with a podcast like we're talking about or on YouTube and stuff like that. But people can open doors and people also can help you with mindset. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, I don't know the biology or the science behind it, but at least for me, in my experience, what I've seen, people tend to learn better when it's through conversation and interaction mm-hmm. than just like watching a course or something online. Does that make sense? Definitely. hundred percent. So if you can have conversation with someone about that, like you know them enough, like who you know, then you actually learn it faster and it actually sinks in. At least that's so what true. it is for me. And then beyond that, again, mindset to actually make sure you're receiving in the right frame and the doors that they can open for you. You know, yeah. like I can't tell you how many lucky quote unlucky however you want to put it like lucky breaks have happened just being in the right place and meeting the right people and having good friends like right. and that's a pretty big deal coming from me who was I was homeschooled my entire life so never really went and had like public school friends or anything like mm-hmm. that i just knew mm-hmm. people that i knew in my small little circle right but i wouldn't be where i was right now like from being able to write for entrepreneur magazine to getting my first keynote presentations 
to even having my social media business if mm. I did not know the right kind of people or seek out those types of people. Yeah. So definitely no, like not even a question. That's exactly my perspective on that question as well. I ask every guest that comes on and I get so many different answers, which kind of shocked me, honestly, bro. When I started the show, I thought it was going to kind of be like a bait question to like get the conversation going because I thought everybody would be like, oh, who you know? But some are like, no, it's what you know. Yeah, but some people say what you know. Some people say variations of that. Some people say... You know, know, I could see it depends on what... It could depend on what role you're playing too. Like if I was having an operation person in my business, I would want them to just be so good at executing and fulfilling for my clients. Yeah. So I guess it depends on what your role you are. Yeah. So that's how I look at it is like, look, knowledge is very important and you have to be competent and you have to be able to excel in order to take advantage of the opportunities that the who you know, bring to the table. But like exactly what you were saying is why I say who you know all the time. Because I've always found that my knowledge, my what has grown on an exponential basis based on my who. If I get around the right people, my what skips levels, bro. Like it doesn't just like barely increase with reading a book or like taking a course like you were saying. It's exponentially increasing. And I find that if I focus a lot on my what, my who will grow because people will hear about you if you're doing really well, regardless, right? But it will not grow exponentially, if that makes sense. So I always tell people like, look, if you're going to focus on one of these two areas this year, it should be the who because your what will automatically grow with the who and it will always like raise up exponentially. So totally on the same page with you on that. Can you tell us like a, a story? Totally. It's why I preach going to events all the time. Yeah. I was, I was gonna, very same thing. I was going to ask you a different question first, but let's go ahead and talk about that. So how many events do you try to go to in a year and how important has that been for you? I don't really have a set number of events. Now, these days, people well, let me, seem let me, let me to like see me at a lot. Do you think you can them. go to too many? Yes. And this is what I mean. I know people that are, are guess, quote unquote, conference junkies. Mm-hmm. But it's the reason they're conference junkies is they're going after what we just talked about, where they're actually going after a what, a tactic. They're not mm-hmm. really there for the relationship piece. Mm-hmm. If you're going for that, then yeah, I don't know if you can. I don't know if it's possible to have like a, some sort of like, you can't have too many friends or too many relationships. Yeah. So, where if somebody's listening to this, I don't know if you need to say, oh, I need to try to hit five events this year. Well, where are you right now? Go to one or go to one more, like mm-hmm. whatever that is. The reason I go to events now is over the course of the past three years or so, my network has grown. And in that network, they usually say their favorite events. I'm like, well, if you're cool and you like this event, chances are there's going to be other cool people there. So I would go to those events. And now I have a handful of favorites that I like to go to just the last three. Like I knew Grant Cardone. I have a lot of friends that were there. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to Grant Cardone's event. Mm -hmm. I've been to traffic and conversion before. I know the crowd that's there. Mm -hmm. A lot of my friends were there. So I went social media marketing world. I went there first time three years ago, the same type of crowd that I've been able to connect with at a bunch of different events or online I knew would be there. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I attend now. It's almost like I'm kind of extreme on the other end of the what versus the who, where mm-hmm. when I go to events now, I'm getting very little content, very little in the room, listening to the stuff. And this might blow some people's minds, but some people might like think about going to events to like sit on the front row and take notes. And I dig that. That's where I started. I, I was like, catch me up, like what's going on. And I would like feverishly take notes of what was being taught. 
But now, man, it's almost none. Like very little like in the room stuff. It's more of like what's going on and like connecting with people outside of the room. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly my take on events. Now that anytime I go to an event, bro, like I'll listen to some content. But as soon as I get one thing, like literally one thing that I can take home and implement into my business, I'm good. Like I might go sit in on another session just if it's like a friend of mine that I want to support or if it's just somebody that I want to hear speak because I haven't heard them speak before. Or if I want to like improve my public speaking ability, I'll go listen to somebody that I know is a good speaker, something like that. But as soon as I get that one thing that I can implement right into my business, then it's like, all right, I'm good as far as content goes. Now the rest of the time, I can focus solely on just meeting people and building real genuine relationships with a lot of people that are here. And I think that's such an important difference. It's the way to go. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally the way to go. Throughout the last couple of years, bro, I know you started in 2015. Have you ever paid for like a mentorship or a mastermind or anything like that? Or has it just kind of been like hanging out? Totally. Okay. How has that benefited you in like the last couple of years? That actually, what I would say has been the fastest quote unquote shortcut to my success so far. And I feel like I'm just barely getting started and stuff like that. But success in either business and accelerating my network, it actually all started there. So I went to a couple of events. And one of the events I went to was an event in San Diego called Life on Fire. And it was by a guy named Nick Unsworth. I literally just was on the phone with Nick yesterday because for my podcast, because we haven't chatted now for... It's been like a year since we've had like a full conversation. Okay. But having the podcast, it was good to reconnect with that. But he yeah. is what put me on the path to growth. And so masterminding was awesome. Like I went from, that's how I went from like being completely in debt to getting my mindset right to in less than eight months becoming debt free for the first time in my life hmm. was because of the things that I was learning being around that circle. And after talking to Chris Harder, you already mentioned, yeah, I was like, okay, you have what I want. There's this invisible ceiling that we all have. Mm-hmm. And what do I need to do to break through the next thing? And he was like, you need to join a mastermind that scares the hell out of you. Like something <laughs> that is getting you around a circle with people that you feel completely inadequate. Yeah. And I was like, it actually was a light bulb moment because I was thinking, oh, I've already done the mastermind thing. So that box is ticked off. But after talking to Chris, he was like, you're right. Like that was cool what I did, but I've done all the growth that, from that mastermind. Now I need to like join another one that will push me even further. Right. So like that mastermind before was people that were starting their business. I now need to be around people that have been in business for like five years or 10 years and can like push me even further down the line. To a so, higher level, yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan and it's actually something that I'm... I've been thinking a lot about the last couple of weeks since talking to Chris Mm because right now my head's on a swivel, kind of a radar's going off just saying, okay, once I get my tax season stuff done, how much refund or what do I have cash-wise and what's a a mastermind that I can step into? Like, I think that like based on this conversation, everything that investing in the circle of the people that I'm around will be way better than any... Facebook ad strategy I do, anything that can increase money right now because those relationships can just compound and you can benefit from year over year, every year. So I'm a big fan of masterminds. 
Yeah. Chris and I talked a lot about that when he came on my show. We talked a lot about masterminds and how much money he spent on just masterminds. And man, I just agreed so much with everything that he was saying. And I love that he said it that way. Join a mastermind that makes you uncomfortable because that's exactly... Yes. That's where the most growth has come for me was when I joined John Lee Dumas's mastermind that he had at his house in Puerto Rico last May. And that was like a huge step for me because I'd never spent any money on a mastermind before. So to drop like eight grand for a weekend, I was like, this is a lot of money for me right now. Like, I don't know how am I going to justify this? You did it just for a weekend, huh? Just a weekend. Yeah. Literally just three days at his house. But now John and I are really close. He's actually a good friend of mine. And now it's kind of like an unofficial mentorship type thing where if I need something and I shoot him a quick text, he texts me back and gives me some good advice. And it's turned into like a really good friendship. And then that one friendship has sparked literally the rest of the network building that I've been able to do over the course of the last year. And now I'm in Cole Hatter's mastermind. And the way that I met Cole was by volunteering to work John's booth at Thrive, which is Cole's event. And then Mm -hmm. hearing Cole talking about his mastermind the whole time. And I knew that I needed to get into another one. And so I talked to John. John made an intro to Cole. Talked to Cole. A couple weeks later, joined Cole's mastermind, which was another big step for me. It was about 15... How are you like that, by the way. I love it, bro. Honestly, like I talked to Cole at 10X GrowthCon. I was like, bro, you need to raise the price of this mastermind. Like he gives so much value to the members of his mastermind, man. So, so that's the one I'm thinking of right now. It's funny you mention it. So mm-hmm. that, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's the one I'm actually considering. So that's cool hearing that you're getting value from it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, so a lot of like high level influencers have masterminds, you know, but it's, I don't want to say neglected, but not as much time is spent on the actual... like Not as much of their personal time is spent building relationships in those groups as Cole does, from what I understand. I have not joined any of those like thirty dollars or $40,000, $50,000 masterminds. But from what I've understood and from the people that I've talked to, and then talking to people that have joined other masterminds that are also in Cole's mastermind that are talking about just how awesome his is. I highly recommend it, bro. It's a, been a really great learning experience for me. He actually let me speak on the stage at the last Connect Mastermind. So it allowed me to speak oh, cool. right before like Naveen Jain came on right after me. So he actually saw me speak and said, good job and stuff like that. Which mm, The billionaire. Job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like how many other masterminds would have given me that opportunity? So I think that he... And he's insanely well-connected, which his mastermind is called Connect. So literally, he connects you with other people. That's what he does. That's what his mastermind mastermind is for. And then he's also really knowledgeable himself in a lot of different areas and especially in real estate investing, which is something that I do on the side and want to get better at. So that was another reason for me. But yeah, it's been a great experience overall. And I just can't stress enough to people the importance of sometimes you just got to pay to play. You know, like sometimes you just need to to yes. invest into relationships. Like I encourage everybody to have a networking budget, an amount of money that they spend on a monthly basis or a yearly basis, a quarterly basis, however you want to work it out, where you're spending this money on networking, whether it's an event or a mastermind. I recommend masterminds over events because it's really deep personal relationships with people developed over a long period of time. And if you do events more than masterminds, I would say try to go for that VIP ticket or find a way to get in those VIP rooms instead of just going in general admission. Because like I said, the deeper connections that you make with more influential people... You're going to be around... Yeah. You're going to be at a higher level of people if you're in the VIP space. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
But yeah, bro, it's been super cool. And now I've actually started my own mastermind because I've seen so much benefit from being in masterminds. So mine is a lot more entry level. Like I'm trying to make it almost a bridge for people that you know were in my position last year that maybe don't feel comfortable with spending that $8,000 to join John Lee Dumas's weekend mastermind or maybe don't feel comfortable dropping 15K to, to join Cole's mastermind or something. So I'm trying to give people like a bridge in between to where it's like, look, this is it's super affordable. It gives you a taste of it. And I'm going to over-deliver on that value. So now that's something that I've really been working on because of how much I believe in the power of these masterminds and stuff. Yeah. I'm a big fan. I love them. All right. This is one question I got for you, bro. This is something I've asked a couple of guests recently. And I want to get your take on it. Because honestly, like I said, a lot of these questions I ask are selfish. I want to know the answer to them just as much as anybody else. But I've had a couple of people ask me this recently. And so I've started asking some people that come on the show, do you have any tips for leaving a conversation? So like if you're in a conversation with somebody and not to be a jerk here, but they're just kind of sucking value from you. You're trying to leave? Yeah. You know, like you've spent a lot of time with this person and they just keep talking, sucking value from you. Do you have any tips for just like professionally and kindly saying, hey, look, I got to go? So I'm starting to actually think about this more and more and more because... I get this question all the time of people like, how are you connecting to these people? And, and sometimes it's, it's happening naturally and I don't know. But then this happens too, where you're at events and you're like, you're connecting, like whether you're trying to end a conversation that's going well or bad, like right. sometimes you just need to get out of it. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I've done is I try to ask some future like paced question. Like it can be something as simple as, so what are you doing tomorrow? Or so what are you excited about next? or oh, something nice. like that. Like something that's forward facing and yeah. then they go there and then I'm like, well, that sounds exciting. Well, I wish the best of luck. Have a good day type of a thing. And yeah. it just ends it so easily. So that's, that's just something I noticed you naturally, just some forward facing type questions where they go there and it's like, oh, cool. What's next? And I've noticed that's how I'm ending my podcast episodes now. Like when yeah. I'm trying to find a way to end it, I'm like, so what are you working on now? Like what's next? What are you excited about? What's coming up? And they just bring it up and like, well, this thing's coming up. I'm like, well, that's awesome. How can people follow the journey? You know, and it just happens like naturally. So, naturally. so that's been my way to like, it does not feel forced at all and just is a natural ending. Right. So right. yeah. I so hope what's coming up next for you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> the speaking engagement. So I'm doing the speaking engagement in Tampa in a few days. So awesome. yeah, I'm going to be hitting the road. I think this is my longest ever been on the road. Well. I think when I was in Thailand, I might've been gone about this long, but 16 or 17 days nice. away from home. I haven't done that like ever. So yeah. I'll be doing that. So I'm excited to see what it's like to just... And I'm excited for South by Southwest. That's coming in about a week. Oh, nice. So nice. I think it's actually technically starting like this week, but oh, I won't okay. be there until after the... Yeah. And I've never been to Austin. Yeah. I've never been to Austin for South by. So I'm excited for that. So that's what is on my immediate radar. Sweet. Well, honestly, good luck with all that stuff, bro. It sounds like you got a lot of things going on. I'm sure we'll be seeing each other at an event in the near future. Let's go ahead and move on. No to doubt. Hopefully in the same mastermind. Yeah. Hopefully in the go. same mastermind room or something. There you go. For sure. For sure. If not there, definitely at the big thrive, a big event thrive, but hopefully yes. in a mastermind setting. Yes. Definitely. So let's go to move on to the last segment here. Something I like to call the random round. Just a few really quick random questions with some quick random answers. You ready? Hit me. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? Being YouTube famous. 
If you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? Steve Jobs. I don't know. I've read two of Steve Jobs' biography. The impact that he's made is super awesome. And it's super easy on a surface level for people to say like he's an asshole and stuff like that. But I've dug Mm -hmm. into him a little bit. And I think there's a lot of wisdom to be gleaned from there. And he left this plan a little bit too early, I feel. I think he was only like 55. And so it'd be really cool to like just hang out with him for an hour and be like, bro, just any conversation, like what can I do to help make that world a better place? What would you do? So that'd be a fun combo. How do you like to consume content? Books, blogs, podcasts, videos? This is going to be a weird question since I have a podcast. I consume almost no content right now. Okay. Typically when I am, it's audio Mm -hmm. because I can do it on the go. So audio books, as much as I love podcasts and everything, like since I started, since I became an entrepreneur, I listen to almost no podcasts. So how's that for like a left fielding thing to say at the end of a podcast <laughs> once with somebody that has a podcast? Yeah. So I try to very much limit the content that I'm consuming just mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm more effective that way. So I'm more focused on execution. That's why I also love connections with people because they can make help me stay focused on what actually matters most. Instead of like going down a rabbit hole of a whole course, I can be like, what's this one question I have to get to this next step? So if I did pet to pick, audiobooks. Okay. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. I get up and I get some yoga done and some meditation. So my goal is to be able to do the splits and like oh, just nice. feel way more flexible. Some people know me for running a 50-mile ultramarathon. There are two marathons in a row before I'd done anything like running-wise. So I've done that in the past, but I'm not, wow. I've kind of taken a step away from the craziness <laughs> of that just to become more flexible. Not okay. that I won't do it again and like I'm totally into it, but I just want to be so much more flexible. It's kind of still hard for me to touch my toes. I've always been so stiff. And so my whole thing is like, what can I do to fix that? So that's why I'm doing yoga and then of course meditation. What is your go-to pump-up song? What's his name? He actually sang it at the Super Bowl too. Justin Timberlake's song. I got this feeling. That's oh, the name, right? So yeah, that song usually... Can't yeah, I can't stop the feeling. That, that usually puts me in a, in a good space. What are you not very good at, Calvin? I'm not very good at almost everything. I'm not very good at playing the piano, but I want to do that. I'm not very good at speaking any language besides English. And some could even argue that. <laughs> yeah. So literally anything that you point at, I'm probably not good at it. <laughs> As we get everything wrapped up here, bro, what is one place online where we will be able to find you the most? Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Calvin Wayman. That's where I hang out the most. Perfect. And that's Calvin Wayman, W-A-Y-M-A-N. Calvin, thanks so much for coming on the show today, brother. Had a that's the way, man. Talking with you. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's such an easy way to remember that. (laughs) All right, bro. Appreciate you coming on the show, man. We'll talk soon. This was a ton of fun. Thank you so much, Travis. Take care. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.